0: Wake Up The Echoes presented by Tireact.com is also brought to you by South Bend International Airport and South Bend Orthopedics. Welcome to another edition of Wake Up The Echoes, presented by Tireact.com. I'm your host, Tony Simeone, and once again we get to talk women's basketball this week as we welcome back Neil Ivey to her show. It was great to catch up with her after her team's big win against Tennessee a couple of weeks back and then later in the show we also talked to two veterans on the team Nat Marshall and Sonia Citron about that win and really how things have evolved here in their time on campus it was a great discussion with them kind of learning a little bit about how they both grew up in the state of New York but did not know each other but knew of each other it was really fun to talk to them about that dynamic then later in the show for the first time all year I stepped out of the hosting seat. I turned it over to Neil Ivy, and she talked to Irish great Skylar Diggins-Smith. Those two had a great conversation that really covered everything from when Skylar first got onto campus to how she's evolved on and off the floor in her professional career. The two of them go way back, and it was just great to listen to them converse about a host of topics that really covered the collegiate game as well as the professional game as well. It was a great discussion with them. Looking forward to listening to it. But first, let's talk to head coach Neil Ivy. All right, Coach, welcome back. This is our second show. I remember last time when we talked, before you were going down to Tennessee, we were hyping up, here we go, you're going to go down to the lion's den, go uh, to the Pat Summit Court and try to get a win in a tough environment. And that game watching it, it was so fun to watch. What was your biggest takeaway from the win at Tennessee?
1: Just the resilience of my team. Mm. You know, um, we were stuck with some adversity the first half, Uh, didn't start the game well at all, thought that they started the game really, really well. Um, I thought we were prepared, you know, we prepared mentally, physically, but just I think in the moment it took us a while to actually get going. Um, (laughs) So to be able to come back from being down 16 at one point um, is definitely mature, you know, maturing from the first game of the season, being down 15 with South Carolina. So just seeing the difference uh, the Taylor two halves, I was very, really, really proud of the team and their effort. Um, The adversity was really crazy even going into the game, you know, didn't have casts, And so my rotations were a lot different. I hadn't practiced it. So I was really, really grateful for the, for the win. And just to see us bounce back.
0: Yeah. We talked the last time too, about the huge Tennessee win here, I think like five years ago again in 2018. So I had a question for you, 23 point comeback, which I think is the largest comeback in program history. Mm -hmm. I think it is, but that's at home. So what's tougher? 23 points against a really good Tennessee team back then at home or 16 points, like you did against a really good Tennessee team on the road. Which do you think is more impressive?
1: I think they're both impressive. Oh, okay, um, you're not going to rank them. <laughs> I can't rank them <laughs> okay. I, honestly. I think being down 23, that that was a really, really impressive comeback. Yeah. So I would, I would say that that win, especially okay. we just lost to Louisville, so our morale was down, and so That's that right. was a way for us to really fight, fight back um, from just losing a really, really tough opponent, uh, tough game before that.
0: Okay, we're not going to rank them, but <laughs> I, I, going on the road, and, and you'll, we're going to talk to them later. Nat Marshall. Uh, and Sonia were here, and they said that they love winning on the road Mm. more than winning at home because there's that kind of hush and that murmur. Do do you feel the same way? Like, I saw the locker room footage, and you guys are pretty hyped up for good reason. Like, what is it like when you're the coach – and you take a team down on the road, and you do get out of there with a win like that. What's it feel like?
1: I, I, was, I totally agree with them. Um, it, it's definitely a different feeling because you are literally there by yourself. You only have your, your team and a couple fans that are sitting right behind you. And so having that... Um, that experience of being in someone else's court, actually beating them on their court, mm-hmm. it, it's definitely a, a more jubilant feeling than, mm-hmm. than being at home. Because at home you have the energy of the crowd, right. you know, you have the comfort level of being on the arena floor. When you're away, like that's a totally different energy. So I definitely would say winning on the road is feels a lot better.
0: Yeah, I I, I am envious because being in a road winning locker room looks like <laughs> some of the most Fun moments that stick with you forever, and and I'll, I'll never have those. But I live vicariously <laughs> through you guys when you go on the road. A name that we didn't talk about. You, got, you have so many great players, and we can't cover them all every week, but KK Bransford. I mean, mm-hmm. I thought it was such a great illustration of the depth you have because we talk about so many players, and then you're at 68-68, and she gets you the big bucket. Just to see her get that bucket, what did that tell you about her mentality, her mindset, and really the makeup of this team, like you said? Tons of adversity going into the game. And she steps up in the final minute for you.
1: It says so much to me for about her. She's gone through, I mean, just came back from surgery. Right. And that play wasn't drawn up for her. So she just went and got a bucket. And I love seeing players do that. To me, it reminds me of a Marina Enrique, a Skyler, a Jewel Lloyd, where sometimes the play breaks down. I mean, Enrique's game, buzzer beater. <laughs> That wasn't the, the play. That was not the play. She just deviated from the play and made a play. So I was so proud of her because that was her first big moment mm-hmm. as a sophomore, you know, to say that as a sophomore, that she stepped up and did whatever was needed. Um, I know that has to be a big confidence booster for her. Um, and I'm just happy for her because yeah. she's gone through a lot. She's so mature and so confident that she was like, okay, I, I got it. Put the team on her back and made, made a huge play. So I was really happy for her in that moment.
0: Okay, that makes me think now because you're, you're the coach and you have a structure and you have a system, and you mm-hmm. have plays you call out. So how do you communicate to your players? Because you just applauded one of them for, I don't want to say not running the play, but finding a way to make something happen that wasn't within the scheme. Like mm-hmm. she identified something, and she and she went and did it, which mm-hmm. you want to encourage. But how do you thread that needle? Because you wanna, I'm, you're trying to coach them a certain way and say, here's what we do, but at certain times you have to do what's not coached. Mm-hmm. How, how do you communicate that as a head coach and make sure that they're all on the same page?
1: Yes, I think in practice, like I create scenarios, um, and so they have to read defenses. And okay. so the defense... They, they backed up and kind of clogged the paint on Hannah. And so, um, like, in practice, I'm always putting them in situations so they can read. And so that's what she did. You know, mm-hmm. the play, that like I said, like, defensively, they, they kind of backed up, clogged the space. So they we swung the ball over to the left side of the floor, and then KK just went one-on-one. So... I try to pre- – you, you can never You can never fully prepare sure. a team, but you try to set them up for areas for them to have to think. And I think reading the game and feeling the game is the, is the most important piece because, again, you can draw up – great coaches can draw up great plays, but, like, it ha- the players have to make plays. And I was just happy she figured out a way to, to make a play.
0: And a lot of that's not coachable, right? A lot of that's just, it's like, not. basketball IQ that exactly. you're born with or you learn over time, right? Exactly.
1: Okay. And she has a great basketball IQ. Yeah.
0: Yes. That, that's one of those things – can you identify that in recruiting? Because I feel like – 15-year-old, I don't know, 14-year-old, however old they may be, it's got to be hard to identify because they might also get that IQ mm-hmm. later in life. How do you scout that or recruit that or, or coach that? How do you identify IQ?
1: Yeah, I can identif- identify that like watching them a lot and talking to them hmm. because um, you can you can find out a lot when you have a like a real great conversation or have them on campus and you start asking them different type of questions and I'm always kind of doing my research with the high school coaches, AAU coaches, and they'll they'll tell me a little bit what I need to know about them as a thinker. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's the biggest thing for us at Notre Dame. Like we always have high basketball IQ players, and that's what makes us successful. They're not just they're not just machines. Right. Like they know how to think, obviously, because they go to Notre Dame <laughs> and academically they're really smart. But I feel like I like to attract and align players that really understand the game and yeah. they they know the game. And KK knows the game, yeah. and I knew that watching her i knew that getting to know her and like i said doing my research with everybody that she ro- surrounded herself with so i knew what i was i, I pretty much know what i'm getting okay you know good. sometimes i have to figure out how do they learn so you know some players are more visionary they're more video some i have to like really go on the court with them and walk them through stuff and i have them draw stuff up so i figure that out when they're on campus but you kind of have an idea what you're
0: getting it's like any teacher or educator everyone learns differently yes. and you got to coach them all differently um other person I want to talk about was Nat Marshall. She's on the show this week. She's just kind of breaking out right now, and it's fun to watch. When we talked with her, she mentioned the injuries, and she just hasn't played as much over the last couple years. When you see someone like her really stick it out, Mm -hmm. and now she's getting rewarded with obviously great minutes but great production as well. I think it's four straight double-figure games. How satisfying is that as a coach, not just to see her, but now she's also, I feel like, an example you can point to to younger players that are maybe waiting their turn or Mm -hmm. or, or haven't seen things go their way yet.
1: I I think that... First of all, I'm so proud of her. I'm so proud of her. It makes me so happy to see where she is at this point because she has gone through a lot. Mm -hmm. I mean, she had a surgery out of high school. So coming in, trying to battle back from injury and then just having just up and down, you know, with, with her past couple of years. And she's really found her value. Mm -hmm. You know, she knows who she is. She's confident. A lot of it's confidence. I think she's probably, she'll probably tell you that a lot of it is a lot of confidence and she understands the system. She understands what I want. Um, and she's, she's going to run through a wall, uh, you know, for me and the team. And just to see her evolution has to been really incredible. And sometimes I think she's an example of um, the journey looks different for a lot of different people. You know, like Hannah's journey is different. She's a freshman. She's in the fire. She's got a chance to, you know, made her impact right away. Um, and Nat has not been – the road has been different for Nat, but yeah. it's all part of her process, you know, becoming who she is. And I, I just love that for her. And she's worked so hard um, – and it, it shows, like, if you're, if you're ready, you don't have to get ready. I think they, that's always like a... Stay context. ready Stay so you don't ready, have to get ready. Yep. So you don't have to get ready.
0: And she was ready this year. That's my motto. Stay ready, <laughs> don't have to get ready. Um, and then she's a double major and a minor. How does she balance all that? I, I, we talked to her a little bit later. I just couldn't believe that she's able to perform this way while apparently, like, taking every class <laughs> under the sun while she's been here. Like, how is that possible? You, you know how this mm. goes. Time management is so tough. Does that make it even more impressive that she pulls all this off at the same time it does
1: it makes it way more impressive like she's so mature such Mm -hmm. a high iq like she works so hard um she's so smart and Mm -hmm. academics are really really important to her um and her family and she's always known exactly what she wanted to study um she's very very confident in that in that regards um i think she does a great job of kind of utilizing all the resources here um all the academic resources and She's the type of player that really likes to connect with the community. She connects with um, being a part of a lot of different things that are bigger than basketball. I think she went on a unity tour with the ACC. Um,
0: That's right. T- yeah. a
1: conference this summer, went to D.C. Um, you know, she's she's very forward thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just I'm really impressed with the way that she has learned how to balance everything that she's studying and everything that she's wanted to be and to see where she is now. On and off the court, yeah. you know, it's just a testament to who she is. She's very, very confident, very powerful, and uh, th- I know she's going to do great things once she graduates from here.
0: She seems like a great role model for for the program. Mm-hmm. Other role models, what a transition. Uh, Coach McGraw, yes. she's going to get a statue. Um, obviously so deserved. You played for her, you coached for her. I just want to know, you know, what it means to see a statue go up for her when you think about all that she's done for you and the countless mm-hmm. other players in the university, what that'll mean. We, we, we've covered her so much and she's, you know, hall of famer. So many things come to mind, but when you see that statue go up, what do you think will go through your head?
1: I probably cry, you know, first off, because she's the first female statue right. that's here on campus. So it's monumental, historical groundbreaking that she has a statue here at Notre Dame mm-hmm. and she's so well-deserving of this. Um, she's been here, um, has changed the landscape of, of Notre Dame athletics. Um, she's, She's etched herself in so many record books, Hall of Famer, you know, play or Coach of the Year, so many years, and won two national championships. And I had the the blessing of being able to not only be coached by her, but be mentored by her, and be a part of her staff, and to to work for her. So, um, just just fulfilling to see her get her flowers now. Yeah. I feel like a lot of times that um, legendary coaches they don't get a chance to be too late, too late, yeah. to, to be to feel the love appreciation and the impact that they've had and so the fact that she gets that and we all get a chance to celebrate her and be here for her um i'm just i just can't wait i'm I'm overwhelmed with emotion because i'm just so happy for her she deserves it and i'm so grateful for her and all that she's done for me and this is i think university's way of giving back, saying thank you for, for what she's done for us.
0: It'll be awesome to see. And just a great reminder, like you walk around here, you see the other statues, whether it be, you know, for football primarily. And it's like a great reminder of like what was here before. Mm -hmm. And it it really does. Like it leaves a true impact. Like, yes, that's the person that laid the bricks for this, this program. Last one, before we take our first break is about your shirt and kind of a little tease for what we've got coming a little later. You're going to talk to Skylar Diggins, who's one of those great players that coach McGraw coach, and you have a great relationship with. Mm -hmm. What does she mean? to this program. I'm excited to hear you guys talk a little bit later in the show, but when you think of Skylar Diggins, what comes to mind and what does she mean to Notre Dame?
1: Uh, Winner. Um, passion and um, a legend. Hmm. That's what I think about with her. Uh, I think greatness. There's so many things I could say and that I'm going to talk about later, but she really changed our program, and I knew she would, and just to see the impact that she's made on our program but also the women's game in general is so so pivotal hmm. so so impactful so inspiring that um you know i'm just blessed that i have such a great relationship with her and i had the opportunity um to be a part of her journey and to help mentor her in a small way
0: rare she joins podcasts rare yeah
1: we are in rare air
0: so soon. so we got to thank you for the exclusive <laughs> guest visit uh, i'm excited to listen to that conversation always great catching up with you yes seven and one keep it rolling and uh we'll talk to you i don't know when our next show is but I'm excited to check back in whenever that is and hear you talk to Sky a little bit later.
1: Awesome. Thank you. All right.
2: Physical pain can cause the smallest things to be difficult. That's why at SBO, with our innovative technology and accomplished doctors, we can make possible what seemed out of reach. You are ready to travel. And by travel, we're talking capital T, travel. It all begins at South Bend International Airport. Surprised? Over a quarter million of your neighbors do it every year, non-stop to locations around the country and connections to the rest of the world. Time to scratch the travel itch at South Bend International Airport. Easy parking, shorter lines, no big city traffic. Travel today at flysbn.com. Happy starts here. All right, so there we were.
0: Can I call you Sony and Nat? Is Mm. that at work? Okay. First time meeting you guys. Great to see you. Thanks for joining us. This is our coldest moment of the week segment. Mm. Okay. Okay. I don't necessarily keep it confined to one week, so I usually ask our guests for the other person they're sitting next to, their coldest moment in their time here. You guys have both been here for a while, so you've seen each other play. So I'll start Mm. with you, Nat. When you think of Sony, what is the coldest moment in her career? It can be a single play. It could be a game. What comes to mind?
3: I think I'm going to go with um, when we played at Louisville Mm. last season. Yeah. And we were down. After Liv got hurt, um, I think she really put the team on her back Mm -hmm. and carried us to that
0: win. What's it like playing at the Yum Center? It's pretty fun. Oh, it's fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's a cool one. The fans are ruthless. They're crazy.
3: (laughs) (laughs) It was fun. (laughs) It was really nice to, like, beat them at home. Um, And I think it was their senior night. Was it that game? Yeah. Where they had said – someone on their team had said um you know we don't lose at home or we don't lose on senior night
0: yikes (laughs) big yikes yeah (laughs) okay what about nat sony what's Um, her coldest moment
4: i'd have to say the tennessee game which was pretty recent um Mm -hmm. but i think that she was a really big factor to us winning especially coming back from that deficit we were at um and I think she—I don't even know how many O boards she had, but it was a, so many. And she just played so well. Yeah, yeah.
0: He had nine rebounds, right? Mm-hmm. Overall, uh, another road game. So I'm sensing a trend here. Does it? Mm-hmm. I had a question for you guys about this. Is it more satisfying to go on the road and quiet someone else's building than winning in your own?
4: A hundred percent. Totally. Yeah.
0: What What about it makes it so much more fun? Is it the noise at the end when you can kind of hear the hush? What What comes to mind when you win those big road games?
4: Um. I would say I feel like in the beginning of the game they always the fans are always so loud mm-hmm. and they're definitely chirping, saying stuff. Mm-hmm. So at the end when, like you said, like we get to silence them and the crowd is just silent or like after when they're cheering for good defense and then you knock down the shot or something mm-hmm. and they just go silent, it's definitely the best feeling.
0: Do you <laughs> chirp them at all when you're on the way out with the W or no? Yeah, you keep I it personally don't you don't. do. Okay. What do you say, Nat? What do you tell them?
3: Um, I don't know if I can repeat it, but that's fine. just kind of like, I don't know, just like being annoying and like <laughs> just letting them know that they lost at home. Like that's yeah. the worst feeling. Like sure. losing at home, especially when you have a good crowd Um, and it's a big game and obviously mm-hmm. it's like a good team. Like that's the worst feeling. So
0: we've talked about Tennessee and in Louisville. What are the, if there's any other place that comes to mind, what are the toughest or coolest environments you've played in away from home when you think U- about it? Yeah. UConn. Yeah. I was there once a couple of years ago for the women and that was pretty intense. Did you see the husky when he was walking around on the side or no? Yeah.
3: Did we? Oh. I think I remember seeing him. Yeah, I remember seeing him. But the actual that. dog.
0: Yeah, the, the yeah. real dog. The yeah. little guy. Yeah. yeah. He's Definitely. actually pretty big, actually.
3: I yeah, UConn has gets a crazy student section, I remember. Mm-hmm. And they like mm-hmm. have these like newspapers yes. that they like everyone's like reading them. <laughs> yeah. It's a like, huge yeah. it, was,
0: it was really fun to be there. Sony, for you, I know you're out right now, just when you're out, how, how do you try to contribute to the team? What What is your role? How does it change when you're not on the floor? How do you mm-hmm. try to still help players, whether it be Nat or younger players on the team in your position right now?
4: Yeah, I mean, you definitely become, like, become a coach, mm-hmm. honestly, because you can't play. Um, you just see the game differently when you're on the bench. Uh, so, I mean, just kind of support them, cheer for them, give them any advice I can, just what I'm seeing um, mm-hmm. off the court, because it is a, a, definitely a different perspective. So, just kind of try and help any way I can.
0: What do you find yourself seeing? Cause I've talked to different athletes who have been injured at times in their career and they all say that same thing that like mm-hmm. you see the floor differently. So what, what are the things that you are able to see when you're not in the thick of it that come to mind?
4: Yeah. Um, I think a lot, I see a lot of, Defensive stuff, <laughs> yeah. A lot of defensive stuff with our team. Um,
0: like maybe m- assignments that you you guys are missing or have to correct. Yeah, yeah. just
4: like like let's say help defense, mm-hmm. or it's it's a lot more visible when you're watching than when you're in the game because I know when you're playing, you have you're a man to guard, you have like there's just so much going on, you don't really see it. Yeah. Whereas when you're on the bench, like you can see clearly like who should have been where and like just what we're missing, kind of. So mm-hmm. I'd say that.
0: Do you notice? that then also because you're not in the mix it's easier to tell people what's going on because you're not at fault either because like yeah. I, I didn't miss that <laughs> help assignment you gotta be right there yeah
4: right? it's definitely easier because no one can come back at you saying like oh but you like you did the same thing in the first quarter or something so like yeah
0: it's your hands are clean yeah.
4: <laughs> it's definitely a lot easier
0: Nat for you I'm curious The think you've got now as you record this four mm-hmm. straight games and double figures, you're playing oh, a lot more. Got, you're playing. Really, i got stats for you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But you've been playing really well mm-hmm. as of late. And I'm just curious for someone like you who the first couple of years, maybe didn't play as many minutes as you are now. Mm-hmm. What was your mindset the last couple of seasons that allowed you to be ready to kind of take this step up? Because everyone's got kind of different paths when they go through their college career. And, and I'm curious just what your headspace was like. That's now allowed you to kind of really flourish the last couple of weeks.
3: Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's hard when you like I think the past three years I've battled injuries Mm -hmm. a lot obviously and so it's hard to get your rhythm and your flow and when you feel like you finally are starting to play well or practice well things are nagging or things are kind of like those just annoying little injuries would pop up and so that was really hard for me um and then I feel like I finally got to a place where I was really healthy after this past season um and so in the off season I feel like I really it sounds a little counterintuitive but I kind of took a step back from basketball i studied abroad i got myself right got my mentals right um did a lot of self-care and i think i just brought a whole new mindset coming into summer workouts and then Mm. obviously into the preseason, um and just knowing like senior year i wanted to come out with a bang just just finished strong so
0: where'd you study abroad south africa south africa okay tell me about that what was that like what what city
3: um we spent like a week and a half in johannesburg okay and then a week and a half in cape town it was amazing
0: for cape town's pretty electric
3: amazing yeah um the safari was probably my favorite part. That was so cool to, like, okay. see all the animals and stuff.
0: Wow. what Sony, have you been – I know you guys have – okay. You guys both went to Paris, obviously, for the mm-hmm. game. Mm-hmm. And I think – you guys go abroad over the summer as well? Where did you yeah. guys go again? We went to Greece and Croatia. Croatia. Okay, that was Croatia. Yeah. W- have you been anywhere else? You, you studied abroad at all or no? I
4: haven't. No, okay. I
0: haven't. Okay. What's your favorite place you've been abroad then, whether it's with hoops or somewhere else?
4: Um, I'd have to say Greece and Croatia. That trip yeah. was mm-hmm. unbelievable.
0: It's It's amazing the places that, like – college athletics can take you mm-hmm. I'm very jealous of you guys I see all the teams and there's like people on the staff to get to go with the teams mm-hmm. and they've been taken on an abroad trip at Notre Dame so this is kind of my push to, to hopefully get taken on a trip I wanted to ask you both about uh what you're studying because it's finals week we were just talking before you came in here you guys are getting close to are you guys close to being done with your undergraduate credits both of you or maybe maybe not you as much but are you close now? yeah
3: so I graduate in May
0: you graduate in May? yeah uh-huh.
3: Um, I'm a double major, American studies and political science.
0: And double then, major?
3: Yeah. And a minor, not to flex or anything, but I do have a minor.
0: So Overachiever <laughs> over here. <laughs> I don't so know. Annoying. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, I, so. I don't know who told me to do that. I didn't have to do that. I could have just had a normal. So what are majors. the two majors and the minor?
3: Um, American studies, political science, and then the minor is public service.
0: Okay. There's a lot to unpack yeah. there. So so you have a final today. We were talking before you started. Mm-hmm. What, What's the final?
3: It is a presentation final, like an oral final, um, and it's on NIL, actually.
0: Really? Yeah. Can you can you give me like a preview, a little bit of what you're going to talk about?
3: Yeah. So it's basically about the politics of NIL. So the class is called Politics of Public Policy. So it's about like how NIL policy came to be, the politics, the stakeholders, kind of like why it happened at the time that it did. Hmm. Um, so yeah, it's interesting.
0: That's, an, that's a presentation that I think I'd love to sit it on, first of all. But then like five years from now, mm-hmm. you might look back and just, it's be and I also knew mm-hmm. that like what you would talk about now, you might not talk about five years from now, or what you do talk about might be totally relevant. it would be, be very interesting. What are you studying, Sony?
4: Only one major. <laughs> um, oh, man. Get I mean, off the set. Yeah, I only like, have
0: one major, too, so you're I in good company.
4: <laughs> um, just management consulting.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. So what do you want to yeah. do whenever you're done with hoops? Do you know? No idea?
4: I have no clue. Not one.
0: That's fine. What about, what about you, Nat? Do you know what you want to do whenever you're done?
4: Nope. I
3: thought law school and
0: I don't I don't think that's what I want to do anymore, but something in sports. Something in sports. Mm-hmm. I was talking to um you guys probably know all the athletes. Like who was it? I think it was Chris Tyree, maybe Cam Hart. They want to be like a sports agent hmm. when they're done. I think I think Cam Hart said he wants to go to law school and then become an agent whenever he's done yeah. playing, which I think would be interesting. If you if you have that law background or mm-hmm. yeah. even like a policy background like you're talking about, you can kinda of get into that. Mm-hmm. What uh let's go back to basketball. You guys are now like about what, a quarter of the third third of the way through the season. Only Already. one loss, yeah. Maybe you're a quarter, eight oh, wow. games, right? So thirty-two, I mean, yeah, qu- quarter of the way
4: to ACC play. Yeah, so yeah, think about it like that.
0: It's yeah. 32. So, so what excites you about this this group? Obviously, you've got some new young players. You're waiting to get some others back, but what excites you about this specific group so far this year?
4: I think we're just so talented. Like hmm. every single one of us individually, just bring something to the team and I think that on any given night anybody can shine and be like that that person for that game but um it's just it's hard to stop all of us because we're all threats um and yeah I think that we've been playing so well but we still haven't hit our peak so I'm just excited to see us progress and just keep getting better
0: yeah Tennessee was a good example of that I think it was I think Mm -hmm. you guys had five different people in double figures right Mm -hmm. that's got to be fun Mm -hmm. what what excites you about this group
3: Um, I like our attention to defense. I think our defensive intensity is raised Mm. in comparison just to last season. Yeah. Um, and I think we have players that are really, really bought into shutting down the other teams, opposing players, which is so fun to play with people, um, alongside you that kind of have that mentality. Um, especially Hannah. So it's fun playing with her.
0: I I was going to ask about Hannah, but first, as you get older, do you start to appreciate defense more? Is that a thing? Do you think you appreciate defense more now than when you're in high school, or has it always been like that?
4: Um, I would say definitely now compared to high school. Not okay. like freshman year compared to now, but okay. definitely high school because I feel like in high school it's just so easy. Like <laughs> you for can, you
0: guys, it's easy.
4: <laughs> I mean, just because you can like use your athleticism yeah. or like your your speed or quickness, just sure. like you don't have to. You're be just evolved. the best one
0: out there. I mean. Yeah, that's was. That's in fair. high school yeah. she
4: was. And so were you. She but was. anyway. Um she was. but yeah, it's just like the now, talent gap is different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now you just have to be bought into like the principles and every mm-hmm. like technique that there is on defense. It's not just, oh yeah, like I'll just I'll just lock her up using my athleticism. Like mm-hmm. you can't do that anymore.
0: Yeah. Well a uh, coaches always say like defense, you can't have off nights, right? Yeah. Like you can mm-hmm. miss shots, but like if you're always locked in on defense, like mm-hmm. you'll be in every game. Um I wanted to also ask you guys about where you grew up so you guys both grew up in New York right mm-hmm. but different parts of New York yeah. did you guys know each other at all or no
4: so Let's talk about this. Also. yeah okay. I always tell people this because so I'm from the suburbs outside New York City mm-hmm. um and like through social media and stuff I knew of Nat but knew of yes okay. I did not know her but I just knew her because she was like the queen of New York City like she was <laughs> the the Natalia Marshall okay right so that's how I always I didn't. So
0: we're with the double major and the Queen of yes, New York right. City. We're we're in like rarefied air right I now.
4: I know. <laughs> but she was like she was just the Nat- like Natalia Marshall. Like I had to add the the, the because like I, I don't know. I put her like on this pedestal because I thought she was so cool but like so intimidating. Mm. And then when I got here, just a complete Let's different story. That. Yeah, because it's true. <laughs> wow. It's true. So,
0: you, so you knew of her on social media mm-hmm. through mm-hmm. basketball, and like, just I
4: saw her once in person at the Notre Dame Fordham game at oh, Fordham. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh,
0: was this like in 2019, two thousand nineteen, eighteen, nineteen? I would have been there. Look at that. Yeah, I was I I was broadcasting that yeah. game. So we were. Yeah. All, this is the second time I've been in the same room <laughs> together. That's pretty cool. But you didn't you didn't go up to her and talk to her? No. Starstruck.
4: Yeah i would not go say hi mm.
0: so now what what gave you that aura what what about you at i have that no time? idea mm, you just <laughs> I, present that way i
4: guess so <laughs>
0: it just um, comes naturally <laughs> i don't know
4: i think um, a lot of people would say you're intimidating though like you look intimidating
0: hmm. just because when you like hear that do you take that as a compliment or is it kind of like a
4: i don't know yeah i don't know to it's be hard flattered to... or offended i say as a compliment right like just like how she carries herself and like her height how pretty she is like just how she carries herself like mm-hmm. it's like you know
0: yeah <laughs> i could i could i hear what you're saying it's a comma, but i could hear <laughs> you like hmm yeah you don't want to come near me that i'm put off by that. yeah
4: but i was yeah. also really shy when i was in high school so like okay it's not it wasn't all her like it was she also was a dog me. though don't let her fool you like i was very very how shy you in high school? i don't know <laughs> A lot. It was a
0: lot. I, a lot I should, more than I, I, I should have done. I should have done more research. I know. I, I remember when when Sony came in. There were a lot of big time stats mm-hmm. on her coming in. Mm-hmm. W- did you know of her?
3: Yeah, I did. We didn't play in the same conference. Obviously, we weren't yeah. close, like location wise. But um, I did hear of her, and she played for like the local, not the local, but like the other good AAU team in the area. Mm-hmm. So I'd always seen her name on social media and okay. so
0: Last question. This is one I ask everyone that comes on this show that has been around Notre Dame for a long time. It's an mm-hmm. important question. North or South Dining Hall? South. That was quick. Are you with her?
4: That's a hard one, because I didn't really go to either. <laughs> but if I had to... But you eat. I, I, don't, I don't know. I didn't really... Okay, no free ads. It's yeah. fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My freshman year, I don't even know what I was oh, doing. South is better.
0: Why but... South? Because I'm a North guy, so we can...
4: I would Whoa. say South too, though. I don't know. It, like feels
3: older in a good way like the tradition i don't know something about Cozy. the actual building yeah mm-hmm. which i like and then it was near my dorm freshman year so it just feels nostalgic
0: so i just want to i want to point this out and, and i respect your opinion i oh, really do okay <laughs> even though it's wrong oh, uh oh my i just okay. th- i th- every person i've talked to when they say south they go they concede it's because it looks and feels a certain way do they actually oh yeah, yeah. or hmm. it was right next to my dorm <laughs> Like I've not, no one ever has a good reason. Like okay, the, the logistics. Yeah. You tried to walk around south? It's like a cha- it's chaos. Okay. You go this way, that way. I north is a straight line, and it's because they you know they got it figured out now. So oh, okay. I like the logistics. There's smaller lines. I don't know. North. If you just get down to the nitty gritty, put it in a vacuum. Mm-hmm. North is is better. Okay. So like, if it's closer to your lot. dorm, I, I, <laughs> I get Clearly. why you went there. <laughs> I thought about it a lot. <laughs> okay. yeah. Debated it a lot. Uh, I appreciate you guys stopping by. We'll take a quick break. But good luck the rest of the year to both. Thank you. Thank you. you.
2: We know you like basketball. So do we. We're TireRack.com, and this is our version of a buzzer beater. There's 23 seconds left. Here we go. TireRack.com has an enormous selection of tires. Not sure which ones to buy? Use our tire decision guide to find the right tires for your car and the way you drive. Then get them shipped fast and free on all orders over $50. Shipping is in as little as one day, free. TireRack.com ships to independent, recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Made it.
0: Hey, Fighting Irish fans, we love that you're hanging out with us for this episode of Wake Up the Echoes, presented by tireact.com. TireAct.com has been revolutionizing tire buying since 1979, so you know they've got their game plan down. Ask their team of experts or help yourself using their extensive playbook. Test results, consumer reviews, and a tire decision guide make buying a new set of tires as easy as a layup. Get the right tires to tackle whatever comes next at TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. At my Great Clips Salon,
5: I get to use my skills as a stylist to make customers look and feel great. When you sit down in my chair, it's important to me to listen to what you want. And when your haircut's done, I'll save your details and clip notes so you can get the look you love at any Great Clips Salon, anywhere you are. Seeing customers light up at the end of their cut, that's what I love about my job. I'm Katie, and I'm a Great Clips Salon stylist.
2: Join a salon team. Visit jobs.greatclips.com.
1: Irish fans, I would like to introduce one of my favorite people in the entire world, Skylar Diggins-Smith. Thank you for being a part of this podcast. This is an exclusive, exclusive podcast um, having you on. Um, I am so grateful. I'm so grateful for our relationship, and I'm grateful for your support. You always have always supported Notre Dame women's basketball, but most importantly, you always support me. So thank you for being on. Thank you for taking time. I know you're getting back and just came from a workout, so thank you.
5: No, thank you for having me. Of course, I'm always gonna jump on for my Notre Dame people. I'm always gonna support, you know, what y'all got going on, and obviously everything that you're doing. I'm just so proud of of you and everything that you're doing with Notre Dame and just trailblazing. And we could go on. And I tell you this all the time. So I'm definitely happy to be here. And uh, like I always say, like let's get into it.
1: (laughs) Perfect. You like my shirt? I thought this was appropriate. Um, It's just as much as you support me. Yes, really? just as much as you supported me, you already know. I should
5: have worn my 33 uh, Irish, man. Yes, it's okay. The next time. Next yeah, time.
1: next time, next time. Um, I want to start off with a couple stories. So I want to start off with a couple stories. My Skylar, oh I have a thousand stories, but oh. <laughs> I'm going to start the podcast with- Let's
5: keep it PG-13. <laughs> let's keep it PG-13.
1: I'm going to start with some of my favorite Skylar moments and Skylar stories. So uh, back, let's go back in 2007. So I finally, I got that call. Um, that I was going to interview for this assistant coach position from Coach McGraw and went on campus and, you know, she offered me the position. But right before she left, she gave me a sheet and she said, Skylar Diggins, that's who you need to get. That was my first assignment. So I'm like, you know, just green, um, not really understanding no one. I was like, okay, Skylar Diggins, okay. I did my research. I was like, this is is the big one. This is the one Coach McGraw said we have to get, we must get. Um, so then, after that, I went. I remember getting your footage, watching your tapes, and I was like, "Coach, like she's she's tough." Like I was like, "She's amazing." The fact that you were um, at camp, you know, grew, grew up in South mm-hmm. Bend, um, just being part say, of it the- You
5: gotta say the other part of it is like you were just finding out about me, but I had known about you forever. <laughs> um, no, but I was lucky enough to be right there in the backyard, and so like when you came on back to staff obviously I'd always paid attention to what was going on with like Notre Dame women's basketball followed it since, you know, you played. And, um, and so when you came back to Notre Dame, that was really cool. And it just kind of, I'd always kind of looked up to you in that sense from mm-hmm. without, you know, from afar. And so that was really like the point in time when I probably was like 16 ish, um, where, you know, I got to get, get to know you a little bit better as a coach and, mm-hmm. um, you know, on, on that stand from, from, watching from afar to getting to know you um you know getting out of the geek <laughs> getting out of the fan uh part of it um that was really how we established um you know some type of friendships relationship just recruiting but it was really like the knowledge of the game mm-hmm. we had a lot of parallels you know just how we had gotten like to that point and so right um, it was it was organic and i had been seeing coach mcgraw coming around and stuff um like my freshman year, she came to Washington and um, just seeing her at the games. That was a big deal for me seeing you at the games and AAU. And um, yeah, that was like that was the start of everything. You know, just even really inquiring about like, OK, is this for real about me being <laughs> going to Notre Dame? Yeah. Yeah. I, I
1: feel like it's full it's, it's full circle that you watched me, um, yep. you know, be part of the Notre Dame family, Notre Dame brand champion and then I got a chance to bring or be a part of the journey of bringing you here and to it see. It really
5: was another person to that chain too. You know the other person Ooh. to our chain like that? Which like Coquies.
1: I was about to say Coquiz.
5: Yes. She always say Sky <laughs> I recruited Neil <laughs> She came here you know like y'all in <laughs> championship like she did her thing. Then she came I came back.
0: <laughs> you know,
5: she talked like that and uh she recruited you and then you came you know then y'all won and stuff came back to the school and you recruited me and um yeah so i guess my job is gonna have to be down the line maybe trying to find you know i got it can't stop with me um, oh yeah but now that was like a full circle moment and it was um really unique because that was some you were somebody i really looked up to mm-hmm. so you really get to have the mentors you yeah. know and mentee, or mentors, mentorship that, with people that you have always looked up to as, as a kid.
1: Right. Which is such a blessing that God has created this path for us, to be honest. Like mm-hmm. you said, it was organic. It's authentic. Mm-hmm. I, I was going to get into that, our relationship and friendship down the road. But like, it was so organic and authentic that it was like, it was a no brainer. And I was like, I just enjoyed it. Um, getting to know you and your mindset and who you were as not even just a player but as a person like it was you were somebody that I was like I've never I've never been around someone so so competitive so passionate um, and so confident at a young age you know and so to I have a list of your accolades (laughs) right now um, and it just it's a testament Um, if if the first the person that I met you know 20 years ago um, just to see what you've done for the game but also the, the way you've changed and inspired and been a pioneer in so many different spaces it's it's un, it's honestly unbelievable oh,
5: it's I appreciate from the first it. moment and that I, had, I met you I had great role models I always say it um, you know even like Carol Owens people don't realize like CO like just it goes way back to I've always been like around so anybody mm-hmm. that's kind of passed through South Bend and Notre Dame in that sense I feel like I'm like oh yeah yeah having great you know, role models around me, like at that stage, because I was at home and I think it's easy, or when you're at home mm-hmm. because you got like, not distractions, but it's the, it's people that you used to seeing, you know, it's like crutch is almost like a comfort zone and it's not bad having like family around you. I was just saying, you know, to get in that mindset of being focused, um, you know, just being emerged in like everything I needed to do to be a great student athlete mm-hmm. and to be a great leader. Um, I had all the tools from y'all, and so it was cool because y'all coached me hard, and I think that you realized that I wanted that, like I wanted to be coached really hard. I like to be coached hard, and what I mean by that is I want to be challenged. Um, I want my coaches to make me better. I want, you know, them to set goals for us and our team, and and be accountable. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to hold other people accountable with <laughs> those goals that we say we have. And so it really was having a great group when I was around. And even the supporting cast that I had, um, if you look around, a lot of them are still in the league, um, overseas, doing great things, um, champions. And um, so it says a lot about the personnel that was there, whether you're talking about like a Peters or, you know, Natalie Novosel to have Jewel, K-Mac, you know, to Have Natalie Achanwa, mm-hmm. you know, the list goes on and on of like great players. I mean, even somebody like Ariel Breaker, who just always in the right spot, it's just like I had great talent around me as well. And so I think we found a way to like to mesh. Um, but it was based off of you guys setting the tone for us, and that's not always the case, you know, not everybody likes being Coach Hart, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and sometimes. Nowadays, you know, you see all the names in the transport Porto port, you know. And um, I think y'all used to say it about us, too, with, like, coaching. Everybody thinks the next generation is, like, getting so soft and you know, soft and soft. But um, I, I really appreciate how, you know, that's the type of coach that you are. Mm-hmm. And it would fit in the category, like, a player coach, you know, with you, you take input. Like, you're always learning about the game. Absolutely. And, and your passion about the game translates to the players. And so... That definitely was the case. I mean, me and you spent countless amount of hours like watching film, mm-hmm. and and it's such a rarity now. I feel like I don't know how many people like break the game down, and um, that taught me a lot about the game because I feel like the IQ is something that lacks nowadays. Mm-hmm. Um, the IQ of the game, knowing time, score, possession. You know, knowing who to get the ball to, at what time, right? You know where um and just things that I learned from you and tangibles you know from you playing against us. I I don't think people realize that either like you was coming out the league in 2007 you know what I'm saying like you were coming off playing not too not too long you know before that and so you used to be up in practices like busting our ass and it'd be like I got the L or somebody get the L you know because you would and I think shoot that was another aspect that we had at our you know, in our repertoire to have, like, somebody like you that you were a pro. And so you were at where we all were trying to, you know, go to. Mm -hmm. And so um, that was really important to my development, you know, as a player. And just to keep challenging me, you know, to reach goals and to make people better, Mm -hmm. I think, around me. Because you can get yours. That's great. And congratulations. And I think you guys really challenged me to, like, make other people better, Mm -hmm. you know, around me in the process, like my teammates.
1: I think that's one of the best attributes for you uh, is that you wanted to be coached. I, I give that example all the time with my point guards. I give it to Liv. I give it to Hannah. um, I give it to Lindsay Allen. You know, everybody that's gone through this program is like, I was like one of the best players that's ever played this game. One of the best players that ever gone through this program wanted to be coached. And so like, Mm -hmm. that's a great trait to have, because like you said, like in this era of, little bit, the generation is a little bit different, you know. Like that, some people can't handle it, and great players yeah. want to be coached. And the fact you just said that, you want to be challenged, um, and that's yes. you understood that that's what's going to make you better. I always appreciate that about you. That that was from my first conversation. you were like, Coach, I I need you to coach me. I want you to coach <laughs> me hard. And I'm like, yes. bet. You know, like you yeah, gave me permission. No and it was you Gave no me problem.
5: permission to be myself. Y'all had no problem once. Y'all had no problem coaching me hard. That's uh, and and that's something else that I feel like it's not always you know the relationship with your coach or whatever it's not always like um like gumdrops and candy canes and rainbows and always super like positive mm-hmm. and, and and you know pleasant I guess I should say um, sometimes they tell you the hard stuff mm-hmm. that you don't want to hear you know you hear them in your ear and it's like let me just do this so they can just be quiet. You know, about it. Um, But I will say, you know, credit to players like Lindsey Allen Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, Arike and, you know, Marina and those players, Jackie, Breezy, Mm -hmm. because they had expectations, I think, by the time they came to the program. Absolutely. Um, Whereas I didn't feel that the first, like, year Mm -hmm. or two. Right. I didn't feel that pressure until junior year, like, when we went to that that year like my junior year 2000 I don't want to age myself but you know like 2012 Mm -hmm. that final four you know I didn't feel pressure until that year for us to perform um and I do think that when they came in you know that was just a different standard um especially somebody like Lindsay (laughs) Allen you -hmm. know just getting thrown into the fire and so I, I commend that team for you know being able to find their own in that sense, mm-hmm. you know, after all that, just finding their own identity, and I was always really proud of them for for that because they went through their fair share of stuff too, and they got the championship that we were trying to get, right? You know, right. but you set the standard. so I was you set the standard. I'll, I'll never forget that for the 2018 team. Mm-hmm. I was so so proud of them um, f- for that. But I think just the standard of players that continue to want to be a part of this program, mm-hmm. and even in another era. Um, you know, they trust you and they want to play for, for you. And I think that people that want to be a pro, um, especially guards, I named all those players that are in the (laughs) league and still playing that came out of our program. And, you know, now we are one of the top programs when it comes to being able to translate talent to, to the pros. Mm Mm-hmm. And um, that says a lot about developing people when you get there. Not just for the system, but the system can, everybody can eat in the system. Right. And I think that's why people want to come to Notre Dame still. Um, People want to play for you, play in your system, because it's dynamic. Mm -hmm. And that's when I I see players like Olivia Miles, like, not in my wildest dreams, you know, could I move like that at Mm -hmm. that age? You know, just the way that she has the ball on a string, her handle, she sees stuff, you know, with them goggles just out there, just, you know, throwing dimes. Like it's a, it's a, they know the game of basketball. Like they have played the game. They watch the game of basketball and um, just seeing how dynamic, you know, she is Olivia. um, Obviously, you know, I've been through, we've been through what she's going through. Right. Um, So, you know, she's in a little bit of a, um process coming back but i think and I've, I've talked to you about this i feel like you kind of no pressure on her but you 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 learn more about your body
4: mm-hmm.
5: when you go through things and injuries and you learn how to kind of take care of your body if you will right you know like i i really do think the best is yet for her ceiling is so damn high <laughs> it's so high you know? Another player I get really excited about is um, Hannah. Yes. <laughs> and people don't know this. And I don't even know if she wants me be saying this. But we <laughs> made like a little deal. Like we made like a little deal before the season. Can I share it? Is, you think she'd be okay with it? Probably. Well, anyway, I know why she going, how she going. I just say that. Yeah. Um, she got some great inspiration. Just special. Yeah, special. Just special. Yeah. Um, She's not afraid, and I think that's unique. Like, she's not. When you first come in as a freshman, sometimes you try to not step on people's toes, mm-hmm. or you try to like kind of be nice. Yeah, right. You know, it's yeah. nice. Yeah, I'm gonna make an extra pass. I'm a, and this is like she started her career playing against like the best team at the, oh, the at biggest the, stage, on the, on the biggest stage, and mm-hmm. something that's never been done before. Like, big up to you guys for that too. But like. You know, she started versus South Carolina.
4: Mm-hmm.
5: Like, no shade. I don't even remember what school I started against, but I it wasn't them, <laughs> you know? Um, and, and so it's just great seeing um, how she's just not scared. She's not going to back down and, um, you know, having to come into a position where she probably had to do a little bit more. Mm-hmm. You, you know, know who right she away. reminds
1: me of? You know who that reminds me of? Mm-hmm.
5: You. Oh, yeah. That's I've heard. <laughs> you know, but I, I wasn't that good on defense. Man, I wa- I wasn't that committed on defense. Yes, I didn't you care were. about that until until probably sophomore year, junior year. You were when y'all you got were. on me about it. You were. But no, it's it's great That's seeing her that... you know she's she's excited. She's yeah. excited.
2: For 35 years, Navarre Hospitality Group has provided exceptional dining experiences, memorable special events, and impactful community service. From weddings to anniversary dinners, charitable events to Friday date nights, our restaurants and catering venues exist to celebrate what matters most to you. Whether dining at Café Navarre, Artisan, Rocky River, O'Rourke's, The Bucket, or Spirited, or planning a special event at Palais Royal, the Crystal Ballroom, St. Joe Farm, Armory, or The Brick, our team at Navarre Hospitality is committed to providing extraordinary service and experiences. NavarreHospitalityGroup.com.
0: The City Custom Cash Card automatically adjusts to earn you more cash back in your top eligible spend category. It does the work for you. Learn more at city.com slash custom cash. So I have a um
1: I have a question from Liv. We talked about our be- our point guards, oh, uh, my you. current point guards. She says, How do you manage the stress of both family life and the pressures of the league? Adversity, mental and physical health. How do you handle that?
5: I think time management, I feel like time management is important. Like trying to prioritize your time or manage your time, like especially when I was in school mm-hmm. because, you know, like people don't really notice I came into Notre Dame pre-med, like I had like 18, 19 credits, like just trying <laughs> to balance everything. That's just and really what helped me is a time management. Mm-hmm. So I think now even as an adult trying to manage my time work. I'm literally on a schedule, you know, and Trying to prioritize, you know, things that I need to get done. But after that, you know, how do you take care of you? Right. What do you do for you and for everybody that's different? What their, you know, self care looks like. Um, it might not be going to an extravagant spa or things like that, but maybe you go for a walk or just, you know, go outside, spend some time with yourself. write, Read whatever you like to do. Mm-hmm. Um. So I think finding that time to like, where it's silent, or where it's nothing going on. If you're a meditator. I've got into meditation, Mm -hmm. Pilates, you know, those things really helped me a lot because I'm naturally high strung Mm -hmm. and um, anxious. And so it really helps me kind of like regulate and stay balanced. And so those are things that I learned on after college that I learned after college, you know? Um, but I think definitely that it's not, um, one right answer to it, but I think time management really helped me and it's helping me and, um, yeah, just trying to find some time where it's just you, where it's quiet, where it's mm-hmm. silent, you know, doing other things besides right. just like what you're known for, like basketball, like right. things that other people may identify you as, finding other things that you are passionate about or that you like. Right. Love that. I know she's going to love mm-hmm. hearing that. Mm-hmm. Um, so this one's from Hannah.
1: She says, uh, what would you change if you could go back and do it over again?
5: Nothing. <laughs> No, I'm lying. I would change the scores about two games. I can think of, probably just two of, just two of. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I, I, that question, go back and change anything. I don't know if I would change anything, because it really just led me to be where I am today, and it could sound like cliche. Um, you know, obviously, I wish we would have won. You know, one of those final fours we were in. Um, but I think about it all the time. Like, you know, maybe that just, it, it wasn't my time. It was their time. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it just wasn't my time yet. Um, but I don't think that diminishes anything that, you know, I feel like I brought to the game or like my game or, you know, my path or things like that. I just, I'm, I'm proud of everything, yeah. you know, all the whole journey. I'm proud of it because it was not easy. Right. And, um, so I don't know if I would change things cause I learned a lot from every, like hurdle right you know or like through all the static having to comb out all the kings like that made me a woman mm-hmm. you know and so yeah I don't think I would go back and change um, yeah. anything and especially like I went to Notre Dame like I left Notre Dame with so much and like my husband father of my <laughs> two kids like I you know started dating at Notre Dame so it's like it's just so much um, things that happened like through my life it, it, that stemmed from that and um, I wouldn't change anything in college. Like I said, if we'd be in 100, maybe the scores are like two of the games. Um, I think you probably could have changed
1: NIL because if you had NIL, Headband Nation would have been yeah, crazy. Yeah, I
5: mean, I was thinking about coming back. For th- <laughs> I thought I got one year of the super
1: You started duper, NIL. I, I would you know, like to I'm say on record, super, you started
5: duper duper NIL. Um, <laughs> no, I love that though for them because it's not going to, like, it's... You deserve it. They deserve it. Yeah, And I think just what it, figuring out a way to uh you know it's a part of it mm-hmm. that's what i'll say it's a part of it um and just keeping the main thing the main thing with w- within that absolutely is is what's different because it's different it's not you're not used to being like all this attention uh all these opinions maybe
4: mm-hmm.
5: uh, for other things and then trying to find your brand within that sense things that align with your brand yes. things that make sense that that, that look organic because you're not just going to be posting hi i'm neil posting you know and it's gonna, it's not it's not going to come off right and so i think it's unique because i think earlier people are finding out things about what they want their brand to look like because right. they are the brand yeah it's not just like notre dame women's basketball or notre dame or whatever being the brand it's like Skylar mm-hmm. or you know Hannah you know that you know the list goes on and yeah. on and just like it's the players they are the individual brands mm-hmm. and it's amazing to see people develop their brands so early on in their lives right. 19 20, 21, yeah. you know just really having to understand that and that's the same it reminds me of when we were when I was in school and I think around like my sophomore year just like you know Social media, first one to go viral from basketball like that, you know, on Twitter. And it's just like, boom, boom. You have to, it's a lot that comes with that. Mm -hmm. And it's that phrase to whom much is given, you know, much Much is is expected. And I think just finding that balance within everything because you can do both really well. You can be a student athlete. You can do your NIL brand deals. Like, you have the resources to do all those things now. And so I think it's dope seeing people. Um, you know, developing their brand so early, like Mm -hmm. in college. So after, when you get out, you kind of, you know, what direction you want to go in, you know, you've dabbled, you've got relationships with certain brands and you can take that with you. You Mm -hmm. Your name, image and likeness doesn't stop in college. You know, you could take it with you everywhere you go. And so, yeah, yeah. I definitely would have made a damn killing, (laughs) but uh, you know, I'm just happy that it it happened sooner or later for, for (laughs) to get their money.
1: Absolutely. All right, we'll take a quick break and we're going to come back with a a question from the fans. This is our From the Irish segment presented by Tyrek.com, where we ask fans to submit a question for our special guests. Our lucky fan is Marty G from South Bend, Indiana. Sky, if you could go back in time and play any college game over, (laughs) which game would it be and why?
5: Yeah, I'm. I'm a. That's that's a great question, Marty G from South Bend, <laughs> and I'm definitely gonna go with uh, the Indianapolis Final Four versus Texas A&M. Like, if I had to pick the championship games, you know, it would be there because it was in Indiana. Mm-hmm. And I really do feel like, man, we had it lit. We had it jumping. Like the whole city came. Um, that was amazing, and we literally um just fell to a team that I'll beat us that day that outplayed us, you know? And so that moment I think was, was, was huge, but I just, I can't imagine, you know, and and it did set the tone, but that was probably one game. If I could go back, if I could go back and change the tire, that that score, it would be a that one or obviously the, the championship game in Denver. Got you. Good question. Marty G from the SBI, baby. I see you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> just to kind of wrap this up. I, um, I, 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 I always tell you this, but, You've done so many I I mean, I honestly have a list of all the accolades, being Olympian, uh, you know, WNBA All Star, um, all the records that you've broken here at Notre Dame and just in women's sports. Um, um, but what I love about you probably the most is your competitive fire, your heart, your passion, your passion to be the best, your passion to make everybody better around you. And I think that's just that's a trait that not too many people have. And you've had that from the beginning, um, your work ethic, your drive, your attention to detail and the way that you compete, the way that you prepare. Um, you know, it's just, it's, un- it's, it's, phenomenal. It's unbelievable. And I'm blessed that I've had the opportunity to be a part of your a small part of your journey, but just to watch you evolve. And I, I, I do remember the viral moment when I think it was Chris Brown or LeWayne or somebody tweeted about oh. you and then after it went from like two, 3,000 followers mm-hmm. to like a 100,000 followers and to the point that you're in the African American I, I sent that video to you, the National mm. um, African American History Museum in DC um, what you've done for the game, how you've changed the game is just unbelievable and I, I'm just grateful to to have watched you, I'm grateful to have witnessed, I ask greatness because that's what I think you are I think you are great you're a great person. You're a great talent. You're a great mother. You're a great everything. I've always felt like you exude greatness to me. Um, mm-hmm. I've been inspired, even being your coach. You know and that's that's really uh, complimentary to you because I feel like you made me better. Like i I was always challenging myself to come back with better workouts because I was like, Skylar, she's already, she's already mastered this. I got, I got to mm-hmm. come back. I got to bring something better, something that's gonna challenge her even more. So, I'm just grateful for you, Skylar. My relationship with you, but also I'm, I'm so proud of you. I'm proud of what you've done. I'm proud of the woman you've become. I'm proud of the wife you've become, like everything that you've done. You've changed You've changed my life for the better. And I know that you've, you've, mm. you continue changing lives and inspiring lives. And I want to give you your flowers. I always say this to you, but like you just I are one of the best um, that I've ever been. Don't on- make me cry. I know, I'm not trying to make you cry on this podcast, but you honestly uh. are one of the best people that I've ever been around. And you continue to inspire me. I will always be here for you. I will always support you. Um, And I'm excited. I'm excited for you. I'm excited for this summer. I'm excited to see you continue um, to impact this game in the way that you have, you've had, and um, I'm excited for it. So Uh, thank you for taking the time.
5: No, thank you. Thank you for everything. Thank you for, you already know. Thank you for blazing the trail. (laughs) What's understood don't need to be explained a hundred percent like keep blazing the trail for all of us. We walking, we standing on your shoulders. I swear we are. So (laughs) thank you for everything you invested into all of us. And um, yeah, I love you. I love the program. I'm always rooting for you and y'all. And um,
0: it's always go
5: Irish. Yes, go Irish. Love you too.
0: That wraps up another edition of Wake Up the Echoes presented by TireAct.com. Thanks as always to head coach Neil Ivey, Nat Marshall, and Sonia Citron, and thanks to Irish great Skylar Diggins-Smith for spending so much time with us to talk about her time here on campus as well as her professional career. We'll talk to women's basketball when we get back from the holiday break. Before we go into Christmas, we have one more bonus episode for you. Listen to this. It's going to drop tomorrow, Wednesday, on signing day. We convinced Marcus Freeman to come back. He's going to join us again to talk about signing day, probably talk a little bowl game as we get set for that. Should be a great conversation with him. Looking forward to having him back on Wake Up the Echoes tomorrow. So a unique drop. It'll be Wednesday, December 20th. Keep an eye out for wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you download, subscribe on all those platforms. We will talk to you soon on Wake Up the Echoes, presented by TireAct.com. Wake Up the Echoes, presented by TireAct.com is also brought to you by South Bend International Airport and South Bend Orthopedics.